Which is why I think that argument is inherently sexist. Not in a bad way, like in an agenda defining Whoa, way. Whoa, that's, that's got to be the quote you take. <laughs> sexist, not in a bad way, BJ. But not in a bad way. Yeah, just hold that. Hold that thought, Karen. I want you to sit on that. <laughs> to uh, season three uh, of uh, One Weird Thought. Uh, Kieran, what have you been up to while we've been on sabbatical? Yeah, welcome back to season three indeed. Uh, it's been too long, BJ. Nuthi and I were going to Mexico and we ended up doing a, a spiritual retreat over there that really opened our eyes and senses to the realities of this world. So um, that was pretty big. And since then, I've been having a lot of deep thoughts, and so I'm I'm pretty I'm energized, I'm recharged, I'm ready to come back for season three. How about you? Um, well, I, I wish you know I'd had a profound spiritual experience. I didn't, um, so we're gonna have to lean on you for that. Uh, but um, <laughs> I'm not gonna make any claims that it actually helped the weird thought uh, having, but I definitely have some ideas now. Okay, so so that's going to be you know something we're going to have to explore in the, in this next season, right? Um, oh yeah. In in my world, let's see. So I was in LA for a week and a half, and uh, it got me thinking about a lot of things. You know, spending time uh, with my parents. You know, they're they're getting older. You know, and it forced me to kind of think about you know the future and. Um, and just explore kind of like the arc of my dad's life, you know, and, you know, all the things that he's experienced. Like, um, when I think about the amount of change that he's seen compared to the amount of change I've seen, you know, it's just unreal, right? Cause he's gone from literally a village with no electricity to, you know, living LA. a kind of suburb yeah like suburban, <laughs> suburban middle class yeah. lifestyle yeah um uh so am i to understand so, that we're gonna go darker vj are, are, are you gonna tend towards old age and no you have to stop me from doing that yeah you have to stop me from doing that otherwise we'll go there and we'll be thoroughly sad afterwards um I mean, our listeners but, uh, are kind of expecting some sort of humor i think at this yeah uh, well, let, let me let, let, let yeah let me kind of get back into a more one weird thought humorous slash horrible kind of thing right so I did meet my first Indian proud boy uh, oh, no. uh, on this trip which that's actually was, amazing for humor meets horrible an Indian yeah. proud boy yeah I, I just you know you know there was a I think it was an Eddie Murphy sketch many years ago where he played a blind black KKK member and basically none of the other KKK members had the heart to tell him you know actually you're black <laughs> and I kind of thought the same thing here you know when I when I met this guy I'm like, you know I don't know you know <laughs> and if you really fit in you know <laughs> yeah uh, so uh, uh, so people yeah are very fascinating like just from an yeah. academic sense, just talking to them is. I think yeah. I, I do know a couple of foreign Indians myself, and um, you have to do a lot see, of mental gymnastics to kind of fit into that group, you know. Well, they, they, see, there's being far right Indian in a pro India kind of way. That's very, very fashionable, right? What, what I find interesting here is yeah, yeah. 
pro-Modi Democrats, right? You know, like uh, like Indian people who are pro-Modi yet vote Democrat in the US. Okay, yeah, it's like that, those things don't That's matter. the majority of people, Vijay. What are you talking yeah. about? If you if you're not pro Modi Democrat, you're in the minority. Yes. Yeah. Which is yeah. I, I tend to. I doesn't make me feel good. I tell you that. <laughs> so yeah. So that 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 was that. Uh, let's see. Uh, I met a good friend Nathan the other day. That was cool. Oh, you did. Uh, yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's living in the future. He's got a Polestar vehicle, which makes Teslas look old-fashioned. So that yeah, was, they they look really nice. Yeah, so so that was cool. Um, and let's see, you know, kind of contrasting our lives, Kieran. Um, this weekend, I spent seven hours on a Saturday um, removing weeds from the side of my house, and then. Uh, putting down wood chip, um, and fun. yeah, I was I was hurting pretty badly afterwards uh, <laughs> for days. Um, I mean, another contrast. So you you had a trip to LA. Yeah. In, is that the main place you've been to since we last? Yeah, tried yeah, it? yeah, yeah. That's literally the only place I've been to. Because I think when we recorded our podcast, the we were in Costa Rica, Monteverde. Mm. Yes. And then we ended up going to Mexico, mm-hmm. a Mexico City. Then we came down to Santiago. And now we're in this coastal town, which is the most beautiful place I've been to, I think, in all our travels. I mean, it, it rivals Oaxaca and Antigua, Guatemala. Uh, Valpar- it's, it's called Valparaíso, Chile. I see. It's, wow. it's where Pablo Neruda lived. I don't know who Pablo Neruda is. What? Yeah, I feel, I feel, you know, inadequate. Pablo now. Neruda, I think it's maybe it's because he was in the Indian textbooks, but he's a really famous poet in India. Really? Yeah. Who would have thought uh, there'd uh, been a famous poet in India called Pablo? I think it was, there, there must have been some sort of socialist ties, VJ. Ah, must be, yeah. Because Chile, the the political history of Chile is amazing, mm, and. Mm. It is kind of scary because it shows how quickly a government can get overthrown because it happened. They, yeah, yeah. Right? They, they, uh, Pinochet came in in the 70s and like everyone was liberalizing and all of a sudden this, this country was overthrown. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, you know, one of the, the most rich country in South America. Mm. So it's not like it's some third world despot it's like a hmm. real it was a big deal and so i had not really learned much about it but then uh in our travels in chile we learned a lot uh-huh. about that so i feel like i might focus a lot of the weird thoughts on like weird governmental things maybe like yeah. coup d'etats well, we'll, well i mean talking of coup d'etats Karen, like while we were on hiatus um uh you know somebody took a run at putin right what was that guy named Yev- yevgeny yep the Wagner Group people, oh, right? Really? Whoa! Am, you didn't know this? I, I didn't know that. You don't know Pablo Neruda, so let's let's listen, Karen. I didn't have to try hard to find out that there was that there was a <laughs> that there was an attempted coup in Russia. I am very unplugged over here <laughs> two, in Chile. Two, two weeks ago, like, it was weird. So you know this, uh, you know it this was Wagner two weeks Group. Ago? Yeah, 
Yeah, you know this Wagner group, right? Uh, the the mercenaries who were fighting in in Ukraine on behalf of Russia. They basically turned round and started to invade Russia, and were well on their way to Moscow. Um, when what they happened? pulled when they pulled back, and it got weirder and weirder. Right, they pulled back, and then the guy who was like the dictator of Belarus, you know, negotiated some sort of uh, deal so that this head of the Wagner group would be exiled to to Belarus. But now apparently the the guy uh, the guy is not in Belarus anymore. Apparently he's in Russia, and they showed some sort of meeting between him and Putin. After he tried to overthrow Putin, <clears throat> and and now they're trying to kind of make it all make sense, and they're like, you know, hey, you know, it turns out it wasn't so much about you, Putin. It was your kind of defense ministry. They won't give me the weapons I need, and they were, uh, you know, they just weren't treating us right. And so that's why oh, it this all come. happened. And how this legit all are all down. these reports? Well, the, the coup, the, the the march into Russia was legit. They Damn. did it. They were they on their did. way. <laughs> They were on their way. I mean, what does it take? Like, you know, as a soldier, right, you know, you get the call, right? And then, okay, listen, guys, here's what we want you to do. Pull up Google Maps, and we want you to aim for this address. And yeah. they're like, wait, that's heading back. We're going home, right? And then, you're, yeah, you're going home, but you're kind of coming in as an invading force. Wow. And then they were viewed, I think they were kind of viewed as liberators in some of the towns in Russia. Wild, yeah. Which this is, is kind be of what happened in Chile, dude. The 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 Navy went to do a naval exercise, yeah. and there was this whole like some sort of um, discussions that happened amongst the naval top brass. When they yeah. came back, they pointed the guns at the city. Whoa! Like the the big naval guns, and then they Whoa. they basically uh, locked down, no protests, and. Uh, then they took over the capital city. So I guess like in Moscow, they just weren't, they just weren't yeah. successful against Putin. It, well, it's not clear why they stopped because they were going. Like they were, and the other how thing is- How much of the force do they have? Uh, I actually don't know how big it is. It's, it's thousands. Wow. Yeah, but the weird thing is it's I, I, also- I've got to do some reading on this and, and maybe, yeah. maybe we center a one weird thought exercise on, on militaristic things. Yeah, I like it. Neither, neither uh, you nor I strike people as too militaristic. Um, you know, it's a have, demographic. We have no military background to speak of, yeah, right? Which, which could make us perfect for this. We could be perfect for analyzing this, yeah. yeah. Uh, like you know it. what? I should see if I can invite my good friend Randall on. He's, uh, he's in the army and... You know, he's kind of one of those kind of elite army kind of guys. Oh, I would love to pitch one of our crackpot ideas to a real army guy. Yeah, he goes to a lot of places where apparently we're not. So um, <laughs> he's never told me where, right? Uh, but apparently, you know, sometimes he has to leave. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, yeah, he's an interesting guy. Um, All right. Well, well, look, right. we're we're about to kick off season three next week, and what VJ and thought would be, what VJ and VJ and I thought would be interesting, 
is to do a recap of season two. We did this at the end of season one last time, but like this time we're gonna we're structuring it. We actually have a list of all of the articles we wrote, the, the ten ideas, the the ten weird thoughts that kind of form the backbone of season two. So I figured we can go through each one of these, and then. Vijay, I think it I think it makes sense for our audience to for us to pick our top three. What, what do you say? Okay, I mean they were so good, Karen. That's the they thing. Were, they were quite good. I think it's gonna be, it's like picking your favorite child, but you that's know, right. We have to do that's that. right. Okay. Um, well, and in each of these, I think it'd be fun to to kind of discuss what's changed, like if we would yeah. make any little tweaks to the ideas. Yeah. 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 So I guess we should go chronologically, right, uh, uh, Karen? We'll kind of work our way down the list. Let's right? go. So, so the yeah. first one we discussed was uh, Heavenly Helper, right? And the idea behind Heavenly Helper was you'd have this app that would allow you to keep score on how you were doing and how likely you were uh, to get into heaven. Right. So that was the idea uh, behind that app. And I w- if I remember correctly, we had a really good discussion around this, right? Um, you know, yeah, you get. Yeah, I, I love that we we had like an API to to hit the. Yeah. You know, God would give us the credentials or the yeah the yeah. API service on the GitHub, and we would we would like build yeah. an app or an ecosystem of apps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, the key thing in there is that it's a God powered uh, uh, software as a service, right? So, and uh, it's the ultimate cloud based service, right? Uh, so, um, um, but you know, you get into some interesting predicaments with it, right? Like, um, you know, what if you're beyond redemption and you're still fairly young? You what know, does I that did a read of that article recently, yeah. and that FAQ uh, stood out to me as well, yeah. where we would kind of spoof that the person is actually getting into heaven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Otherwise, it's bad for society, right? Uh, but then, you know, if it's God-powered, who's doing the spoofing? Is it each app or is it the API who's spoofing us and telling and, and not telling us the truth? Because then it's God not telling us the truth, which seems yeah, wrong. I, there's, that's a big rabbit hole, right? Like, if we do spoof, then doesn't that defeat the purpose of the entire app? Because now if you now if you think you're getting into heaven, you can never trust what's coming out of this app. Um, yeah, because I think part of the problem too is it's not just a steady slide into hell, right? It's it's a step, right? It can be a step function, right? Like in the sense that, yeah, yeah, right. You do everything right, and then you mess yeah, up. Yeah, and then you kill a neighbor's you, dog. You, you, you kill one. Well, by the way, if you kill the dog, do you go to hell? In cold blood, you kill a neighbor's dog. I'm pretty sure you go to hell. I mean, why is that different from eating the chicken? Because, well, unless you, if you go and kill the neighbor's chicken just because the chicken is annoying you, right? Like, I'm here's a scenario, right? So it's not that it's not that it's like some sort of sentient being. It's just it's it's a piece of property that you've stolen, effectively. Okay, first, dogs are more sentient than chickens, right? That's irrefutable. Okay, all right. Well, replace dog dog with pig. Pigs are more sentient. That's true. Pigs are about mm-hmm. as sentient as dogs. About as sentient as a dog, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's a tough one. Um, uh, uh, well, it, in many cases, so for most yeah. vegetarian Hindus, for 
the Jewish and the Muslim populations, yeah, that's an automatic go to hell, right? Already? For killing the dog? For killing the dog? No, no, the the pig. Oh, for well, you shouldn't be touching the pig, right? If you're, um, yeah. So, so ironically, the pig. There's lots of edge anyway. cases here, VJ. What I'm saying is, there's lots of edge cases, but I think we have to tell it like it is. Mm. You know, Karen, I mean, that's that's the challenge of software, isn't it? It's the edge cases that kill you. It's the edge cases. Yeah. You get excited, you write the code, you're 80% of the way there in one week, and then another nine months go by while, you, while you're handling all the edge cases. That's right. Well, I think we should move on to the next one. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Manly Mains. Uh, this one was about personal grooming and how, you know, People have been, uh, men in sp particular, and I think this marked a series where we kind of went into masculinity and femininity mm. a little bit. Mm. We waded into un untreaded waters that Vijay and I really don't have much business chatting about, but we did it anyway, yeah. because yeah. we're brave like that. Um, yeah. And since then, I think it, it is uh, good to talk about how I have, I have shaved my beard not completely, I've trimmed it, and then I've actually cut my hair. So now I, I no longer have to spend that much time grooming, which is nice. Well, we should click on that, click down on that, Karen. Like, what prompted the change? Ah, to be fair, because I got lazy, my beard started getting, like, really messed up. It was tangled, it was itching all the time. And just to let my skin kind of breathe, I had to cut it out. I, I had to trim it. I see. Uh, how did uh, Saksh feel about it afterwards? She recognized me. I was expecting her to like be scared or something, but, but she she wasn't upset. No, did, she okay, actually did she... had a huge laugh about it. So oh. Saksh would like for the next two days. I kid yeah. you not. I uh, shaved my beard so she could no longer pull it. Before she used uh, to pull, she'd literally uh, pull my beard to get my attention. Oh, because um, she would sit on my lap, and if she wanted yeah. something, she'd pull my beard, get my attention, yeah. and like point yeah. my face at whatever it needs to be done. But since uh. she couldn't do that anymore, she started yeah. pulling her own face and la laughing at me, like, "Oh, you uh. can't do this anymore." It was really funny. Oh, <laughs> oh. So, but, uh, um, so is it? Are you going to let it grow out again, or is this the foreseeable future? Is this? Is this your season I mean, I, three look? I gotta go back. I miss my beard a lot, but I don't okay. think I'm gonna grow up my hair quite as long. I might grow I up all my hair at some point. I see. But I used to have this hairstyle where, like, the sides of my head were trimmed down and the top mm. of my head was long. The, the top of mm. my hair was long. Mm. Um, mm. But now I'm just gonna. We'll see. We'll see. I have no plans right now. I'm gonna. I'm delegating this to my personal stylist, Nitya. So. Ah. I see. I yeah, see. Yeah, she's the wheels are turning. She's she's been telling me that she's coming up with some styles for me. We'll, we'll discuss it at some point. I might write a follow up article about you know style and grooming mm. or lack thereof for men. <laughs> um, so our uh, episode three was about high definition spouse to spouse understanding, and yeah. the concept was that you would have a way of communicating your honest truth with your spouse. And we explored how that would change your relationship with the spouse. 
And I remember when we were doing this discussion how I had a point of view when I wrote when I wrote the post. And by the time we, you and I were done discussing it, I had 100% flipped. Yeah, um, you flipped. What was Right, so I think, I was like, wow, this would be really great for a marriage, right? Because I would really understand what my wife's needs are, yeah. right? And why. And so um, maybe I would do a better job accommodating them. Or maybe I'd be riven with guilt because I, I know how much this means to her. And I'm so selfish that I do it anyway. This could, this could make me feel terrible. Yeah, so I think the 180 from the time you wrote the essay to when we ended is you wanted this to happen, right, when you wrote the essay, and when, by the end we were like, this should absolutely never happen. Yes, so, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, that was, that yeah. was about the gist of it. Are um, you still there? Like, do you think, do you, yeah, have, yeah, have you was, had any updates on your spouse-to-spouse -spouse communication? I actually discussed it with my cousin and his wife uh, while I was in L.A., uh, they've been married about as long as I have. And, um, and, um, they, and they actually thought it was a good idea. They thought it would help them understand each other better and wow. have a stronger relationship. Right. And I did point out that they might have some, your spouse might have some thoughts about you that would really hurt for you to know those thoughts. Yeah. Right. I've so, actually grown even more strong in my belief that this is bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think so, everyone needs their own space to be a little bit weird, you know, like in their own head, there are yeah, only yeah. thoughts that, that do not deserve to leave your mind. So. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I agree. So, uh, Frida Frozen, Kim, tell us about Frida Frozen. Yeah, this one was about everyone having a historical museum. I really liked how Frida Kahlo's house was converted into a museum. Now, everyone can't live at a bungalow in um, a beautiful part of Mexico City. So, you know, this isn't feasible for everyone. But the digital version might be. And so mm -hmm. that, that's kind of where we, we stay. Um, that was the idea back then. Man, I, I'm starting to think the, the history is, is great and all. But uh, walking through the streets here and seeing all the street art, mm, kind of into mm. street art now. Like maybe, maybe mm. we just start like telling your story and putting breadcrumbs all over the place, like not making it like a single thing. Um, kind of make sure your ta you weave into the tapestry of the world. Wherever you go, you leave a digital artifact. Yeah, and people can kind of navigate through your digital artifacts and kind of get your context perhaps yeah i'm starting to see that with my use of just like i don't know whenever i read articles or essays online or listen to podcasts mm. it's always generative in that i find like five other things i want to explore and it'd be really cool if the world was more like that um mm, mm, the world mm. is like that for what it's worth like you can go through the street and um there's so many things to discover, but, um, yeah, I don't think there I, just needs to be one yeah. digital artifact. I think it'd be cool if they were, you were spread out a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I guess like the, perhaps your perspective is colored by your nomadic lifestyle and your 
seeing a world that is not American suburbia and your recognition that American suburbia is not normal. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which is ironic, right? Because everybody who lives in American suburbia believes that, you know, that they are the absolute, you know, most normal of normal people, right? Um, do you, this, this should also be an episode. We should kind of tackle suburbia a little bit and see, see what weirdness yeah. we can come up with. But um, yeah, suburbia is definitely not normal to me anymore. Like, I don't think I could do it. Mm. I mean, just, you know, as we were talking, like that realization that suburbia is not normal was, was an eye opener for me. Right. Um, right. When, you know, it, when did you have that realization? As we were talking. Right now? Right now. I've opened right your now. eyes to suburbia. In this moment, yeah. Wow. DJ. In this moment. Because, you, you know, um, I've only ever lived in some form of suburbia or the other, right? Some of those, you know, suburbs are a bit more gr uh, gritty. But in the big scheme of things. Yeah, yeah. Right? They, they were, you know, still suburbs. Right. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, so it was quite, quite the realization to go, wait, suburbs aren't normal. Not really. You know, um, yeah, it's funny, like most of the cities here, mm -hmm. there might be a few gated communities on the outskirts that might look kind of like suburbs because mm. they're kind of mimicking what's in the U S mm -hmm. but by and large, you go from the city to open countryside, like that. That's kind of how it is. And mm -hmm. then you, or you mm -hmm. go to the next village over or the next town mm -hmm. over. Right? Mm -hmm. There's no, mm -hmm. um, it doesn't feel like in America where you could just drive mm -hmm. for miles and then see houses. Yeah. 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 And I used to live yeah. in Houston. Houston is the worst for this. Houston, you could just drive for 45 minutes and it's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just one big yeah. town. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. L LA, right? LA oh, is like LA, yeah, LA is yeah. classic for this. Yeah. All right. So, so um, after Frida Frozen, uh, we explored the pro-natal movement. And, yeah, I like that one. Uh, yeah, and, and updated it, right? So the idea behind the pro-natal movement is there are these folks who are trying to, they're trying to very mindfully create families that are very high performance families right yeah. so they're trying to create like high performance babies basically and it's almost this like they're trying still to build scares me because it hits too close to home so. yeah well yeah. right and and they're trying to build this master race kind of thing right so scary. uh yeah. i i felt actually like we took it in a more positive direction where we were saying look what kind of incentives could we put in place for people to incentivize them to raise great kids, right? Uh, and we had a, I, I think it wasn't, we didn't say great kids, but productive kids, which aren't necessarily, aren't necessarily the same thing, right? But, but the gist of the idea was that, you know, the more successful your kid is in life, the better your retirement will be, right? That was, that was the gist of it. Yeah. Right? So therefore you would do whatever it took to make your kid financially successful right and yeah, contributing to the GDP. on this one um that so that was the idea right at yeah, least yeah, and that was uh, the idea right it definitely 
leads to some strange outcomes, right? Like, because that definition of successful, right? Whatever society deems as you've raised a successful child, right? Could, would really color, it would really color the way your society is, right? Because it'd be a really weird feedback loop, BJ, because you would incentivize the creation of people like this. And those people would like further strengthen the laws and strengthen all this yeah. weird stuff going on. So we would, well, we would come away with a very uh, strange group of people yeah. is my thinking. You're, you're, it's almost like your kind of social security system now reflects your cultural beliefs. Yeah. Or at least the cultural beliefs of those who are in power. At that time, right. yeah. And I think right. those would just further ossify. Like, it would be a tough one to break through. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, it, it was a weird one. That was a weird it, one. It was a weird one. But then I think, you know, your, your next one was... Yeah, renting to own. So, the, this one was like a new form of ownership. And I, I, I've been, like, learning a lot more about ideas like this. Um, I'm currently reading the work of Christopher Alexander. I don't know if uh, some of our listeners might have heard of him as this architecture savant who kind of pulled together um, a pattern language for building things. And he got really fam famous in the software world because a lot of his ideas were transferable to um, the internet age. So, you know, wiki, Wikilinks, um, knowledge management systems, a lot of these ideas actually had like roots in some of the stuff this dude wrote about. And I'm now reading his thoughts on, on buildings. And um, what I really, it was really interesting to see that he called out a similar problem where when you have a difference in the person who's renting or living in the house from the person who owns the house, there's like problems. And so that's that's basically what we called out in this in this essay. And um, I think there's like cool, cool ideas we came up with for how to uh, handle transfer of ownership, the longer people stay in the house and mm, build. Mm, um, mm. And I, I definitely see that like, the Airbnb we're staying at right now, mm -hmm. is actually a converted mansion that the family kind of took and mm. broke out into because, you know, they, there's probably one, uh, there's one family and they, there's three sons mm. uh, or three kids. I don't really understand. There's like three families that kind of broke out of that. And they converted each of the rooms that they were left into its own Airbnb. And like, they have like this whole living complex now in an old mm. mansion. Wow. And so they're having to figure out how to do maintenance and ownership and like we're mm. renters, but like, because we're part of this whole thing, it's, it's kind of an interesting way of living. So I feel like I'm kind of experiencing that a little bit here. So you're actually living in an alternative. It's kind of like, it is kind of like an alternative ownership model, right? Like, yeah. um, I just like the only, the only way I see it really panning out is I don't, it's either with a revolution, right? Because you have a set of folks who, who own things today and what's their motivation to cede that ownership? 
right? Yeah. And, and the way the way our world is built, right, is you know if you own something, you know you get to people don't, don't get to just take it from you, right? So but, you yeah, require a huge thing. The the land market is so the yeah the real estate market all over the world is really strange for mm. it to be so speculative and. Mm land prices can't continue to grow, right? Like mm. sometimes it makes sense to me that's an investment, but many times well, you look at that situation and it doesn't really make sense for real estate to constantly grow the way it is. Um, and, it, you know, there, there might be another market correction which would lead to more innovative ways of ownership. So who knows? Well, the, I mean, the 2008... Crisis didn't lead to any kind of. Yeah, two thousand eight didn't. That's true. Not, not that I can think of, at least. It would have to be like a couple of cities going under, which we haven't seen yet. Oh, we've seen cities go under before. Orange County went under. It went fully under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It went bankrupt. Oof! But so nothing happened, though. No, they, they would have been people... bailed out by the state or something, right? It, it's it's. You know, we, we should go find out what happened. Because it was a long time ago. But what, what's interesting, though, I think, is, right, Orange County is a very rich place, right? And yeah. for them to, like, you know, not have enough money. There, it's really yeah. funny, yeah. But it's funny, you know, it's like, you know, maybe that's how successful they were with their low taxation policies. <laughs> there wasn't enough uh, even to meet their needs, right? So... Um, and then our next idea kind of went through, this was continuing our theme of um, masculinity and feminine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kirsty was like, you know, I listened, she listened to some of our stuff, she was kind of sexist. Oh. Yeah. So. A reflection on us, VJ, maybe we need to change some things. We, we have to look hard in the mirror. Yeah. It has been an interesting exercise, hasn't it? Like, you do kind of get outside of yourself and and look at yourself a bit. Yeah, yeah. You know? especially listening to it a second time with... Yeah, 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 yeah. And getting and, other uh, people to listen to it and then yeah. getting their thoughts. I want to hear more yeah. about Kirti's thoughts. What, what, what did she say? No, I mean, that, that was about the gist of it. It was like, you know, it comes off sometimes as being uh, sexist and... I want to say she said racist, but I can't think what that would have been about. Um, so I, I, I thought it was interesting. And it's interesting that we're dis discussing I mean, overcorrection. That episode was explicitly sexist, right? Like, we. I thought was we. Like, overcorrecting misogyny was particularly about. It was projecting into the future. What, what was that? It was projecting into the future. Yeah, but it was, right. and it was, it was basically it, taking what, gender roles and then... It was basically flipping the... Like we swapped yeah. it. Yeah, it was flipping the power dynamic, right? And it was saying, what, what yeah. does the world look like, right, where it, it's women who are who are the ones who are in power, right, and, and men who are like second-class citizens, right? And it it's there's a foundation underneath it of, you know, it looks like it's trending that way because women are more educated than men, like or more women are, are getting higher education than, than men are. 
Yeah. Right? So it should result in them eventually, right, taking the lead in terms of 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 being the I mean, decision makers of society. There's a few schools of thought here, right? Like one school of thought is that the men women divide is going down. So like the sex the sexism is going down. Yeah. The yeah. other school of thought is no these things are universal. They will last, you know, till the end of time. Mm. Mm. And and I think that's kind of where we landed is like we were in the second camp of okay battle of the sexes is still alive the battle of the sexes is still alive and well and it will continue for the foreseeable future mm -hmm. and so, I, I mean I, I, think, I, I think, think that's what makes it sexist yeah. I guess well I mean I, I, I think see I don't know man I felt because I, I certainly wasn't pushing an agenda right no. I kind of my, my, right, my position wasn't you know oh no we should get back to the good old days of the 1950s right uh, what it, I, I was actually worried, I think, like because when I project out, right, and you see this power shift, right, and you see, you know, male propensity for violence, right, which that's a thing, right? Men, men are pretty violent, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was saying like it, it was really looking at a concerning future, right, where you see the shift. Right. And, you know, you could say, look, we land in equilibrium, but I don't think we do because if the trajectory continues with women tend to do more higher education than men, then there will be a power dynamic shift. Right. And so when that happens, right, men will be resentful and we kind of see that with all these kind of incel type folks. Right. And then they'll get yeah. violent. And that's not good. That's not it's nice. Not I don't like the world would be a simpler place if the first thing happened that I said, right? Which is the sexes become more similar, I guess, or like yeah, yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. Not, it's not a compatible thing. It's like gender or sexuality shouldn't feature in all of these like mm. power things and money things, mm. but that doesn't seem to be the world we live in. Um, which is why I think that argument is inherently sexist, not in a bad way, like in an agenda. If I well, that's because that's got to be the quote you take. <laughs> <laughs> sexist, not in a bad way, BJ. But not in a bad way. Yeah, oh, just I... hold that, hold that thought, Karen. I want you to sell on that. <laughs> oh God, I'm gonna get out of this. I uh, uh, we should be. It might not. It might never flip, BJ. Like I thought. I thought I had. That was my only pushback. It's like, I don't see it flipping, even though higher education um, levels of women. Like, today, I don't see it flipping for what it's mm. worth. I mean, maybe we're kind of close to perfection now, right? Because, like, things are kind of more equitable, it feels, than they've ever been, right? Even though there's still a disparity, they're more equitable, right? And maybe we're close to kind of really getting that right and then yeah. there's a steady de degradation i don't know oh i remember where i feel like we let at least i remember what i landed at at the end of it uh, uh, you, okay if you just think traditional masculine traditional fem feminine characteristics mm -hmm, what mm -hmm. i felt happened is like femininity they tried to like they tried to swap out masculine characteristics 
like mm -hmm. women started like applying the grind mindset and like trying to work more whereas mm. in my mind ideally uh, men would be able to do more feminine characteristics like be part of the home more and like mm. work less mm. and like mm. technically that's what i'm doing right like i mm. don't mm. work that much i mm. you know enjoy doing more socks things than most mm. um and mm. i probably do more baby things than most dudes in mm. this stage of life i don't know but then but, you enjoy uh, it right yeah it's really fun and but i mm. wish it was more socially acceptable like it's still mm. really straight like men just don't get the same they don't have maternal leave the same way uh women have uh maternal leave which no, we do. it's you can it's, you can it, take paternity it's like the same for some tech companies right but it's not i see own. i see okay and like I maybe and i think it's you know obviously in the rich nordic countries it is the norm for it to be the mm. same and it's like very generous mm. it's like six months mm. Um, mm. but it's just not the norm in most countries especially mm. in india mm. like uh, from what i've seen it's like a huge difference it's like two weeks mm. for men and four months for women wow um, um so let, let's move on to uh the noble yeah, sure. I, this, this is a tough topic that Ideally, we don't dig into another hole in this episode. I, it I might already true. be too late. I wish we had moved I, on earlier. Yes, yeah. So, <laughs> so on, to, on, to, on to the Noble Butler. This one might, might have been my favorite from last season, but I, uh, I love thinking about butlers and why everyone should have one and how everyone could potentially be one and offer it to, as a service to people. Um, yeah, man, I think butlers are awesome. I think... Um, with AI, automation, more people, and elevating service level jobs, like, mm. I find that even today there's too much um, social stigma or like service jobs are really tough, man, right? Like mm. if you work at a cafe, 90% mm. of the time is, is fine, is, is great, but mm. like you always have difficult customers. Same with if you're a bartender or like a waiter or mm. something. And butlers are no different. I bet 90% of the time it's fine, but then mm. you get like a shitty um, employer and then, you know, your life goes to hell. Mm. But, um, but I think we I, should I, work on elevating them. Yeah, I, I think I think that's, that's an interesting point, right? This notion that being a butler is, is a vocation. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, there, yeah. There's, there's some dignity to it, right? Like this thing that you do. And right, the, it, it's something that's valued by society, exactly. and it's held in esteem. And the idea that I wanted to, that like, I it has only strengthened since you know we talked about this, mm. is that not only should it be valued by society a little bit, it should be valued by society a lot to have butlers. That, um, and the butlers are not meant for, um, you know, these so-called menial chores. Menial chores should be done by everyone, right? Like, I, I think. If mm. you, if you, for example, if you have dishes, like you shouldn't have a dedicated person loading your dishwasher. You should either watch, you know, load the dishwasher or wash them yourselves, right? Like mm, whoever, mm, mm. And it, I think it's important to learn that from a young age. So, mm, you know, mm. kids should be doing their own laundry, for example, mm, it might be a mm. losing battle and I mm. haven't even gotten there yet, but th that should happen. Anyway, I'm going to get off that soapbox butlers dude I, I think they're the future i think they could be really interesting for society 
Ah. So, you know, Kieran, that was a that was a safe one for us. Like, like we couldn't, we could have, we made it through that discussion unscathed. And unfortunately, the next one is a tough one. The next one was a minefield meeting. You, you it, knew this when you wrote it. I, I think you know, it speaks to my courage. You know, so. <laughs> Uh, so, so the idea behind this one was if you look at the difference between rich people and poor people, in some ways it's less obvious than it used to be. And that's strange because the wealth gap between the rich and the average is much larger than it used to be. And so it feels like we should be doing more for rich people and we need to give them things which make it very, very clear that they're far richer than normal folk. And what that means is they have things that it would take a tremendous amount of money to get. Yeah. Right. Right. And so I proposed a couple of sample ideas. The more uh, in inconvenient, the, post. the better. I remember as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it meant their value would come from the fact that they would uh it required inflicting misery on on everyday folk for them to have this thing right this this service that only they were worthy of having right and so we came up with a couple of ideas not weaker and i'm not going to blame you for this one um i came up with a couple of ideas very good it was not kieran's fault in any way and um, I was forced to discuss these ideas. Yeah, as yeah. I mean, Kevin, you were the one who tried to, you know, you were quite, you know, venomous that these are obscene ideas and they should not well, allow to be discussed, as I remember the discussion. So a couple of the ideas that we discussed were a palanquin as a service. A palanquin is like a sedan chair. And imagine that you have your own personal palanquin, which means you have four people whose job it is to carry you around wherever you want to go. Oh, and then you take like 20 times as long getting anywhere. Yeah, you have details, right? Details, and yeah. uh, um, I think that's the, the part, best example, Vijay. I think we can move on to the next one. Very wise, Karen, given <laughs> uh, as I remember what the next one is. Let's, let's just leave, leave the other one to, to those who want to deep dive. They can go, exactly. go back and revisit that one. Exactly. Well played, Karen. The last one we had last... Uh, last season was the English to American translation. This kind of was spurned by meeting people in Costa Rica that we all spoke different dialects of English and it became pretty funny. So, um, in fact, Vijay and I speak fairly different dialects of English ourselves, much to the difficulty of our listeners potentially. So if you kind of understand my dialect better than Vijay's or Vijay's dialect better than mine, you know why we might need an English to American translation on there this on this show. There you go. Yeah. So, Karen, it's it's that time where we have to pick our favorite episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I already played my hand. Like I, I, I really I like the Butler one. Um, I like the pronatal weirdness. I thought we I thought that was a, that was one of our strangest ones. If I'm being honest, yeah. That was pretty weird. I, I think for me, um, the two that kind of 
did it for me were I really liked the idea of the of the memory palace, like the kind of Frida Frozen idea and oh, this yeah. notion of right that you have this space which which is We had some good listener feedback for that one too. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Right. And it was um it was really I thought what was interesting in that discussion was it was you how you wanted to be remembered, not necessarily as you were, but how you wanted to be uh, yeah. remembered, right? Um, so I thought that was cool. And um, I really enjoyed doing the Heavenly Helper one as well. Um, that was a fun but, one. Yeah, 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 it was. And uh, you know, I think you get into some very sticky issues, right? Like, uh, just thinking about it a bit more, Karen. If we had that app and it was broadly adopted, could we do away with like um, a criminal justice system? Yeah, because heaven, hell. What is the point of putting them in prison in the real world when you know there's eternal damnation awaits? I mean, maybe nobody's bad anymore. It's just like this is just a losing proposition. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. So, so th those are the two that really struck me. So, um, would love to hear from our listeners to see, uh, uh, which episodes from last season, uh, landed with them and, and, and got them thinking. I'm not necessarily saying that they liked, right? But that really got them thinking, uh, is, is what I'm interested in. Yeah. I, I totally agree, Vijay. Just whatever you, you guys find interesting and, um, feel free to write in if you have certain weird ideas that you want to explore with us. I think, yeah. I think that would be a fun way of taking season three. Uh, yeah. is starting to get more guest appearances. What do you yeah. say? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I, I think, uh, a key feature of season three will be at least one guest appearance. I think we can make it happen, Karen. That guest could be you in the yes. audience. Yes. So contact us at onewiththought at gmail.com. Yeah. Till next time, BJ. Uh, I'll yeah. talk to you later. It was great catching up here. Yeah. As always. Bye. Yeah. Bye.